folks, welcome back. We are sorry this is late. This episode is later than usual. Oh, sorry everybody. I know you busy drinking my <laughs> I know you guys have been doing nothing but sitting around and waiting for this episode to drop. It's dropped. Here it is. Wait no more. So we are going to talk about episode seven of The Bachelorette. A little more exciting, I thought, than last week's. Maybe not the pinnacle of the season, but fine. Fine. Fine entertainment. Find it. We also it should be noted that we watched this episode separately. Usually we watch the episode together on the couch, but we due to extenuating Hawaiian circumstances. I know, feel bad for us, but this is the sacrifice we're making for you, the listener. We had to watch it separately, so we don't, we also don't have a sense of each other's thoughts on the episode. We haven't talked about, this is fresh commentary coming to you folks right here. All right, so let's, let's get into it. So it's, the episode starts with a one-on-one date with Lil Alex. Well, Chris Harrison comes in first and gives... What he calls good news, but I actually don't think that it's a good it's good news. So he says that we we're moving on in the process, and that means that there will be three one on ones and a group date. That there will be no roses on the one on one dates, which is what he says is the good news. And I don't think that that is good news because I think, for instance, like someone like as we see later in the episode Jordan or Luke that you know they probably know that they're probably going to get a rose so I think that to them it would be better if there were still a rose right go ahead and get it out of the way right Uh, but there is a rose on the group date so well and as we'll learn later this is not good news at all because despite there not being a rose up for grabs you can still go home on a one-on-one right as Alex Ooh, spoiler alert. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. And I assume you've watched it already. Yeah, so we ended last week's episode, or the previous episode, with Alex and James Taylor both kind of being on the chopping block, but JoJo not feeling quite ready enough to say goodbye to either of them. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, obviously they're both feeling the heat. And Alex admits, you know, he's the only one that hasn't had a Mm one-on-one, really. Um, he had the two-on-one, but that was largely overshadowed by Chad, you know, threatening to kill people in the woods. Right, whistling menacingly. Yeah. Yeah, so and he so he does get his one-on-one here. And, and another thing I want to say about Chris Harrison's appearance is he tells us, and this has kind of become emblematic of the season and the show in general, but he tells us, you know, this week is huge. I don't need, I don't need to remind you what's on the line. But then launches into a long spiel. About what happens to be online. Well, just say, here's what's online. (laughs) Don't tell us that you don't need to remind. Just remind us. That's fine. Um, But anyways, yeah, so Alex and JoJo. Alex does get the first one-on-one. He says, I've been waiting around. This has been a long time coming. He kind of has uh, what I would say is like a Chad attitude. Because at one point he also says, before they go on the date, if JoJo wants this, she needs to show me that she wants it. So it's kind of that classic, like, hard to get, she better prove to me that she wants this. But I don't think that, I mean, this far along in the process, that kind of rings false to right. me. Well, can also, can we call that a chatitude? Yeah, we can. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. I, I do understand what you're saying, though, is he's acting like she's got to prove to him that she cares, but, like, well, clearly she doesn't care all that much. <laughs> it looks like she barely kept you. And their chemistry on this date is not great. Let me tell you, there's nothing 
sexier on a date than making some duck bills with Pringles. <laughs> and and then, even then, even when it's like the Pringle duck bill, she still won't, she, she won't she kiss shoots his him duck down. bill. She, yeah. she holds her. Yeah, so they're eating Pringles on a date, which is already a bad move, I think. And you and I have a history of this when I brought those Lay stackables on a camping trip. Also not sexy. No, not sexy at all. As I later learned, apparently stackable potato chips in a can, not sexy. I was dating someone else at the time. Right. And I was glad that I was. <laughs> it's amazing we Yahoo got married. Yahoo shows up with stackables. Somehow I and overcame. And a six-pack of lemonade. And a six-pack of root beer. Let's not forget. <laughs> it was Americana. It was a fiddle fest. All the things that make America great, this uh, this event. Anyway. But anyways, yeah, so he puts the, the Pringles or whatever in his mouth to make the kissy face duck lips, and she just holds a Pringle up and taps his mouth as he moves in for a kiss, which a regular kiss rejection is bad, but a Pringles kiss rejection is just terrible, right? Because she doesn't even have to touch this. It's not even technically a kiss. Like, I feel like I would kiss most people with a Pringles duck bill. I can't think can't of anyone. She can't do it. Can't think of many people I wouldn't kiss with a Pringles duck bill. Because you're a Pringles duck bill whore. It's true. It's true. You put that duck bill in front of me. Walking around kissing everybody I with your duck bill. it up. If you want to know how to get me, it's the Pringles duck bill. Um, the guys, as Alex and JoJo are traveling via private vehicle, mm-hmm. the guys are taking a bus. Yes. And naturally, because it's the gentlemen in this season, they are engaged in a musical number. I would have been, I think, happier if they had been singing again. Right. But they're not. They're rapping. It's a freestyle rap that's going around and around. You know, they, um, they're they all contributing something. And it appears to me that they probably wrote this in advance and then did it. They're trying to make it look like they're just going in there and dropping it like like they're Jay-Z or Nas or something. But yeah, Yeah, it was very Jay-Z. It was very Jay-Z. A lot of, yeah, it was very um, hardcore. Yeah. But, um, they're talking, they are making fun. The last line makes fun of Alex's height, which I did think was kind of funny. Oh, it was all clever and it was cute and it seemed like they were having a good time, but then we cut to Alex. Wonderful juggling on the part of the Oh, yeah, editors. terrific editing. Because he is also editing. freestyling. Yes, and he is promising that he can freestyle about anything. We're going to have to uh, cut this in. Oh, right, because they put it up online. You yeah. can cut the clip in so you can hear it yourself. And I might start, I like, didn't even write it down. Jojo, go jo-jo, to the liquor store. Gots to go to the liquor store. Yo, yo, Jojo, gots to go to the liquor store. Oh. He says, you want to say it together? Yeah. That's see what I did there? Oh. <laughs> we weren't on the same page there. He does. He says, see what I did there? And then he says, that's my go-to line. Say, yeah. so, which, which I don't get either. Is he dating a lot of girls that have names that end in the syllable of O? Well, he's rhyming go and stow together. And Jojo. Right. But he's, that's a good so point. So would he be like, yeah. Ryan, Margot, yeah. he gets to go. I think Anna, he would still do he it. to go to the liquor store. It's his go-to line. That's what he drops all the time, which I'll also add, that's not really freestyle. If you have a go-to line that you're always popping in. Anyway. I don't think. But anyhow, it's it's terrible rapping. They get to a ranch. They learn they're going to be gauchos for the day, which Alex cannot pronounce correctly. He calls it guchos. It might be, he just, I think he calls it guchos a couple of times. 
Um, the guys cut back. They're eating a bunch of random meat, which I just said, like, that seems like a bad idea. Right, in the Argentinian countryside. Yeah, yeah. and, like, if you know you're going to be going on -on one-on-one dates potentially later, like, we steer clear of that. Even the dog that they zoom in on won't eat it. Yeah. Maybe he knows that it was dog. That was the secret. They also, they cut in earlier to, to a bunch of dogs tied to a fence, and then later... A dog bursts in on Alex and JoJo's date. And she's, like, super happy about it. Oh, right. It. I was going to say. she's like, maybe this guy could finish out the date with me. Well, the dog. Yeah, the dog gets much more affection than Alex Which would tie in well Alex with does. the theme of the, at least the Alex and JoJo date, which I would say is the theme of bestiality. Absolutely. They, Absolutely. Can we talk about the horse scene that made me feel I think we should. super awkward There's essentially a horse threesome. I yeah. mean, that's basically what it They're comes down spooning. to. I wrote down one of the quotes, uh, and I don't know who said this, Jojo or Alex, but it's, I'm watching him stroke this animal. Slowly, the horse begins to give in to him. I wrote down exactly the same thing, and it was the most beautiful thing that Jojo had ever seen. To see this horse seduced by this man. So a real gaucho, not Alex, who is wearing another beret. Yeah. Another beret. He seduces the horse. Yeah, this this other gaucho does. Rides him. Yeah, oh, mounts him. Mounts Mounts that horse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, the horse just like lays it. And it is like, it's an impressive skill. Absolutely. But they play up the like sensual aspect of it. Which, like, were they doing that tongue in cheek so that the listeners or the viewers were. Was it supposed to be funny? Uh, it's unclear because then Alex and Jojo. She's like keeps talking about the connection. Right. Uh, I don't know. Sexual. Like Jojo yeah. keeps talking about how connected she is with the horse, not right. Alex. Right. Which I guess, I mean, maybe that's why they showed it. Uh, but Alex is really feeling good going into dinner with Jojo. He seems to have basically done away with those thoughts of like she goes, she has to prove it to me. Instead, he's basically has gone from saying, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about this relationship with Jojo. I'm not sure how she's feeling about me. Uh, to like twelve hours later, saying that he is in love with her. Yeah, oh, Mr. Confident. Yeah. Um, and they're really setting him up to take the fall. It's like he's saying it's the best uh, day of his are, life. I know. And, you know, it's wonderful for this whole experience. You know, making out on top of the horse's neck is just the most amazing thing he's ever done. And, I mean, JoJo, to be fair, shoots him down pretty quickly. I mean, I, agree. I thought, you know, it was interesting to see the reaction that she had to Jordan saying... I'm in love with you, and to Alex. Right. Because, I mean, that, you know, she was very happy and excited and just giddy when Jordan pronounced his love. Mm-hmm. But for Alex, you can tell immediately that he's going home. Right, right. Well, and she, she does let him down pretty gently, and I thought that was nice and all. Again, you know, it was it's too bad. He probably thought he was safe regardless of what he did. Because there was I no mean, rose, I don't know but... about that, but well, yeah, I I do think that he probably thought he wasn't going home on that day. Although I agree with JoJo that if you know that someone, you know, if she knew that if she wasn't feeling it, I do think that it's the nice thing to go ahead and just let that mm-hmm. person go. Agreed. I think um, that's pretty standard bachelor, bachelor and I mean, etiquette. We've said before, like she was not going to choose Alex, you know, right. and I'm sorry to skip ahead a little bit. She wasn't going to choose James Taylor. Right. Well, and we, we saw that last week. I mean, anyone could have, you don't bet against anyone who would have guessed Alex and James Taylor getting cut mm-hmm. after last week because 
surprise, surprise, that's who gets cut. Um, but yeah, so Alex gets let down. Jojo finishes out the date with the dog and the horse. Yeah. They have a wonderful time. Now, we're going to see that horse again in the fantasy, in the fantasy suite, suite, I think. Yeah. yeah. Can we call that horsing? I don't know. Horsing around. No, it's not. Anyway. Uh, Jordan gets the next one-on-one. And, I mean, I do think that you can see that they have a connection. Sure. She says that she can picture a life with Jordan, a life full of fun, excitement, and passion. To which I said, really? Like, I think Jordan's okay. I would not call him the most, like, exciting guy or passionate. Right. I don't know. I mean... You know, he's You're okay. just not he's seeing fine. him the way. Well, I guess not. You're seeing the entitled Jordan. They stomp grapes. They do, which so they stomp grapes and then they drink the wine immediately from what they've stomped. Which is like, disgusting to me. Well, it's like, disgusting, but also I don't believe that's how it works. I don't believe your wine is finished. Uh, <laughs> you just step on some no, grapes and there's your right, wine. Because they uh, they did that on one of my all time favorite reality TV shows. Nick and Jessica newlyweds. They also visited a vineyard. I will say Nick drank it. Jessica refused. Right. Which I would also do. And I say that as someone who routinely finds candy in public places and has no problem eating it. Wraps candy. I mean, no one's feet have been touching it directly as far as we know. But still, like, I feel like my tolerance for doing something kind of gross with food is pretty high. Yeah, I guess I'm still... Any winemakers who are listening out there, I'm still skeptical that that is the entirety of the winemaking process. No, it's not. But I think it's just like you can taste that. Right. You can taste your own feet. uh, Ryan, it goes through a lot of other things, but... That's all I'm saying. I'm saying... But I think that it's a normal thing to do to go and stomp wine and then drink it. I see. Then taste it. Well, I'm not Nobody... a sophisticate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do a lot of wine stomping myself. Anyway, they taste the wine. Uh, Luke and... What? James Taylor and Chase, I believe, are all talking about Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the, back at the homestead, and Luke says that Jordan came in with the most, quote, external hype, which I guess they only say because of his brother and the fact that he was a professional football player, but I said, like, I don't think that's a good thing to come in with that. No, I don't think so either. Well, and, I mean, relative to everyone else, I mean, I guess if you had been listening to the Memphis radio, that Wells would be (laughs) hype for you, but, like... Nobody knows who any of these people are. Right, so like, and nobody knows who Jordan is. Right. Like, who cares that he was, you know, he's not his brother. Which he uh, kind of talks about himself, which right, I that comes interesting. Up. Mm-hmm. I think we should mention in passing that another hot tub appears in the middle of nowhere. Another hot tub appears. Yeah. And I thought that Jordan looked really, really tired in that hot tub. Yeah. Um, he's been stomping great. It's just interesting to see. It's I mean, I do work. think... No, come, no, keep no going. not quite. Uh, okay, now I'm done. Continue. It's tiring being on a reality show. I imagine it is. And I don't think they play up how hard it is, but I don't think they play up just flat out how tiring it is. I mean, how early in the morning do they have to get up to fly to wherever this winery is? You know, I feel uh, like they... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into your point here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, so they have dinner. 
and Jordan kind of opens up a little bit. But when they go, before that, when they go back to what the guys are talking about, I just want to comment on a few things. Because when they're talking about Jordan, one of them, I think maybe Chase, says that he hopes that that what JoJo wants is, quote, a real guy with a real job in a real town for a real relationship. Which I wonder, like, what's that fake about Jordan? Right. Is it that he doesn't have a... Like, I know he doesn't play football anymore, so he doesn't have a job. I don't know. I just... I never... I have not really fully grasped over the course of the season why the guys dislike him so much, except that they seem jealous of him. Right. And that, to a larger point, uh, seems to be a problem that they have. Like, they, this... I wrote that this seems like an exceptionally jealous group of guys. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because um, Chase also wondered, what does JoJo want to do with Luke on a one-on-one that she doesn't want to do with me? Like, I feel like it's like a middle school dance situation right. going on. And I also think that that's going to make the fantasy suite dates really rough. Well, that and the horse. Both. Yeah. But, yeah, I do understand what you're saying. Like, there's been a lot more petty jealousy in here. Um, a lot more of, sort of like backbiting and the Jordan thing. You know, we we didn't see this legendary card game where he corrected people on the rules. But I just I don't care for him really one way or the other. I think he's kind of boring. But I don't think that he's well. And I feel unlikable. like James Taylor was also doing that to Robbie, which he was. Robbie really disliked. Yeah, we'll get we'll to get that because yeah, he was doing exactly the same thing in an even weaker fashion. So, I also want to point out that JoJo says the best part of the date was, quote, getting to travel together. Uh, They're traveling in a private jet to a vineyard. Right. Like, no shit, JoJo. I feel like she acted like, you know, this is how fun it will be if we're stranded at the Atlanta airport and having to, you know. There'll be a hot tub right there just waiting for us to hop in. It's so romantic to travel together. No, it's not, JoJo. Reality check, JoJo. Um, yeah, so they have, uh, uh, Jordan and Jojo have dinner, in which Jordan talks about, he, he opens up, he talks about how he hasn't brought a girl home in years. Which, which is strange to me, because all of the gossip magazines are harping on how he had that serious girlfriend that he cheated on. Um, so that, I don't know, I mean, I guess maybe he just didn't bring her home. Right. But he was too busy cheating on her. <laughs> he brought the other girl home yeah. instead. He's he a serious girlfriend he hasn't brought home. He admits that he isn't in contact with his brother. So that's the football playing brother? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, who dates okay. um, the Daily Show girl. Um, Olivia Munn. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, that is strange to me. Because at first he was like, uh, my brother's not going to be there. Uh, like, kind of tried to play it off as not... It seems like a bigger deal than he initially was trying to paint it as. Because she asked, does he know that you're doing this? And he said, no, probably not. Like, it becomes clear that they literally never talk. Right, they have no It's not like, we talk every couple of months or, you know, a couple times a year even. It just seems like there's no communication. Right, and we don't get a sense. I mean, he... uh... He tells him that, he tells Jojo that his brother didn't stick around, like had traveled and kind of left the family. Um, and that sort of makes him sound like a bad guy. You know, obviously not necessarily. It seems like there was more to this falling out or this lack of yeah. communication than we got, at least in what was edited for us. Well, and he admits that he's like always been jealous of the brother and, you know, that 
he was always being compared to him, which made him feel like, you know, he was always being compared to someone who was the best. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Um, And I think that it does kind of humanize Jordan in a way that he needed. Right. And it cuts against the narrative that Mm -hmm. the other guys have of him, Mm -hmm. of being this sort of entitled hotshot Mm -hmm. jock. So the rest of the guys get to go on the group date, which is a slumber party. It is the perfect slumber party. The perfect slumber party. Yes. James Taylor says that he's bringing his A game, which for him involves eating all but six french fries on a plate. Yeah, JoJo has set up like room service and has a bunch of french fries. And this was at the plan B date. They were supposed to do something else and they got rained out. Yeah. But yeah, his A game, apparently, what he's bringing, and before he like gives himself a pep talk in the mirror and everything, he says he's well, looking fresh. And I feel bad for him because I feel, I think that he's pulling a little bit of a Bob Guinea, the, you know, he's like, he knows that he's not as attractive as the other guys, which he, I think that James Taylor is attractive and he seems sweet, but instead you can see that he's feeling the insecurity of still being around and that he feels like he has to do something to stand out differently. <laughs> which involves shoving french fries in his Yeah, mouth. I mean, he's trying to be, like, the funny guy. Right, which, I mean, that's exactly... Because he feels like he has to be, like, the funny friend. Right, what I would have done. Yeah. Shoved a bunch of french fries in my mouth. And I also would have gotten cut by JoJo. Uh, but, yeah, that is that is what happens. And then they get into a full game of truth or dare. Well, they do... No, before that, they do a massage train. Oh, they, they play do. win, lose, or draw. Mm-hmm. They play truth or dare. It's yes. like a high school softball tournament, like out of town. It's. I feel like that's what it reminded me of. Is when because I was on the mm-hmm. tennis team. It reminded me of when we would go. You stay and your tennis hotel. friends would have to kill time. In the like hotel. you play truth or dare, and that's fine when you're 15. Right. I feel like. Or when you're on national television. <laughs> JoJo seemed into it though. Oh, like, she was super yeah, into it. Yeah, she loves. I feel like the guys weren't quite as into it. They were sporting though. I mean, Robbie. Robbie well, reveals. You know, what are you gonna right. do? Be like, fuck you, JoJo. This is a stupid date idea. I'm not a 15 year old girl in the tennis to tournament. A, I want to go to a venue. I, I want to make love to a horse. <laughs> My ideal date involves a horse threesome. But Robbie shows his ass. And I did think it was kind of endearing that he mentioned twice that his grandmother was going to be really right, upset. Right, Though he does pretend to hump the door, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so he's dared to run down the hall in his underwear, which he does and knocks on doors and then flashes everyone at the behest, really, of the men. Um, request him to yep. show his James behind. Taylor wanted to see yeah. it. James Taylor on this date, I said, was like a pesky little brother. Yes. Like he keeps... I don't know, he's telling JoJo that Robbie is looking at Argentinian women. I don't, he just seems to be, he is a shitster, but because he's such a quote-unquote nice guy, I feel like JoJo was like, she said, well, James Taylor wouldn't lie. Right, which which we know he lied. Right. She already knows that he would, that he would. Well, and so he calls Robbie W-E-R, Wandering Eye Robbie, which is the least clever nickname. I Although he I've does, I think what he says is that that's what they all, like, that's like right. a nickname that Robbie They've came given into the, him, yeah. or that I think maybe even that, like, he had. <laughs> His <laughs> reputation precedes him yeah. as having a wandering eye, W-E-R over there. Uh, yeah, I, and I also I pointed out that James, it's like the way that James is sitting on, like, JoJo's legs, it's, it is that little brother thing again, mm-hmm. or like the best friend at a slumber party who, like, really wants to brush the queen bee's hair. Who's that? And can't. What's his name? Ducky? 
from uh, yeah yeah you're right. He's the he's the friend, and that's what he says. Like I'm always the friend, but I feel like what he doesn't realize is that that's because he makes himself the friend. Like he mm-hmm. was kind of undercutting himself in this whole process, and I understand why. But I also think if he had come in and not done that, it could have gone differently. Right, could have gone differently for him. Shh. Well, oh, go ahead. He I, again. I've mentioned this before. I don't feel like he ever reminded me quite as much of Dewey Cox. As he did in this episode, yeah, he that just hair has. Going yeah, on. he's got a real Dewey Cox vibe to me. We've compared him to John C. Riley characters before. I think he's got a Mr. Cellophane, right? Yeah. He's got a, mm-hmm. a John C. Riley persona about him. So, just a small note: she spends individual time with each guy, and you know it was pretty boring. Except that Robbie says. That he had a girlfriend, they dated for three years, he had never seen her house, he met her mom once, and so this was all, you know, big red flags for him. But they broke up, what he says, over Christmas break, which is weird to me, like... Right, is he in high school or college? Or an academic, like, we say that, but it's because we We get a Christmas break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, JoJo does the math. She's smart. Sure. And realizes that that was only four months ago. Which, I mean, she seems very questioning of whether or not he's moved on. But, like, JoJo was living it up with Ben in the fantasy suite four months ago. Sure. So I do feel like it's a bit of the pot calling the kettle black to be like, Ooh, Robbie, I, I don't know if I can trust you since you only broke up with this girl four months ago. I thought it is maybe JoJo's being hypocritical. It is a mature question to ask. Well, of course Should I is. go on The Bachelorette? But they should also all be asking, should I be dating this person who thought she was in love right. with Ben Higgins four right. months ago? He should have said, I could ask you the very he same question, have. JoJo. I mean, he should have. Yeah. That he didn't gone because well. he wanted to get a rose, right. and he did get and the rose. Did, yes. uh, Robbie is also real pissed off at the idea that he might not be a front runner. Oh yeah, there's a big front runner talk that's really pretty annoying. Yeah. Um, and it leads to James Taylor basically saying that he's not a front runner, but he's been in a million races, a million where he wasn't going to win, but he ran anyway. Well, and I kind of get that. Like you're getting to travel around; it's a cool experience. At this point. Even if maybe you do have, you know, some sort of idea that you're probably not going to mm-hmm. be the one at the end, what what do you do? Just be like, I'm out. Right. Like, Gotta hang go. in there. Hang in there yeah. until they kick you out. How do you ever know? Someone's ex-girlfriend could come on the show. Some revelation <laughs> could drop about Jordan, right? Some NFL team could pick Jordan up and he could leave. Who knows? So Luke gets to go on his one-on-one date, which is pretty boring, she it says is. that Luke is for sure a man. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Right. And he is. I mean, I said he reminded me of the Marlboro Man on this date. He comes like, in with an extra button unbuttoned. Yeah. And then JoJo but introduces. He, can pull it off. he does pull it off. I know. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. Well, and um, JoJo introduces him to a Shetland pony, which initially I thought, like, oh, we're going <laughs> here again. Right? Oh, they're going to be Twice make love. in one episode. Yeah. On top of this Shetland pony. But no, that doesn't happen. I wrote after Luke's date, which again was pretty short, and I would say not 
you know, they, nothing big happens. They shoot, is that right? They, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That I like him the best, but I just, I can't see them together. And I'm wondering if they're grooming him to be the next Bachelor. Because I really do, I like him. He seems like a genuinely nice guy. And she's right. He, to me, out of all the guys that are left, he's the sexiest. Um, he definitely has a real appeal, mm-hmm. you know. A real swagger. I just don't see them together. No. I don't. She refers to him as smart and deep and seen. I mean, clearly they have a strong physical chemistry. Mm-hmm. But, um, and you know, they and the Shetland Pony have a great physical chemistry, all three of them. But, who knows? Like, I, and you, when the date is edited to be that short, it's always a bit of a red flag, I think. Mm-hmm. It's boring or, you know, there's not really that much going on. And it was shoved at the end. In fact, they mentioned it. And I was like, did I miss it? Did right. it happen already? Yeah, and I just it was wasn't very paying quick. attention. And the guys said that, too. Because Luke comes back and they're like, oh, are you getting ready for dinner and going out again? Mm-hmm. But he comes with the information that they're not doing a cocktail party. They're going straight to the rose ceremony. James Taylor knows that either he or Chase is going home. And he's right. And, I mean, right. to be frank at this point, I think that Chase is... Next on the chopping He's block. He's not long for this world. Yeah. Um, did you watch show, the previews? No, I didn't. Okay. Something it's, seems to dramatically hit. So next week is hometown something dates. Something big is going to happen. <laughs> According to those previews, Evan comes back and his nose is just bloodier than ever. He's just bleeding <laughs> everywhere. Well, what? So it's hometowns and they all, I mean... They all act like like James Taylor would be the pinnacle of James's life for Jojo to be sitting in his living room with his family, um, which great, um, but we'll see. Well, I did not watch the previews. Well, and James Taylor is out anyway, so he, we right, won't get we'll to never find know. that out. He's going to be sitting alone with his family in the living room, <laughs> and he has kind of the moment which I think a lot of men can identify with. Of you know, everyone says, "I hope you get the good girl," but it's always a good girl telling you, like, "Oh, you deserve something great." Um, so, you know, here's, here's Poland for you, buddy. I hope you find somebody who loves oh, to shove french fries in your mouth. Maybe you should stop ratting out your friends and acting like an eight-year-old on dates and then bemoaning the fact that women don't find you as sexual. <laughs> I mean, Fair like, what enough. do you want, do you want JoJo to watch you eat those french fries and be like, well, that's damn hot. That's erotic. Like, you, and she's he like squirting ketchup in his mouth erotically. I mean, right. obviously you're into this. I've, oh, this... French fries For those of you that, since you can't see, Ryan is gesturing. At I'm his... gesturing with the ketchup squirting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah. So it's down to so what were Luke, Chase, Jordan, Robbie, and Robbie. Yeah, I mean, again, we've talked about this before, but none of these four. And they all seem like fine Next people. Next week, and I don't, I'm not spoiling anything. It seems like the ex-girlfriend issue comes up big time with Robbie. Okay. So just a heads up on that. We'll be and we'll be here to talk about it. We'll folks. be back in Alabama. We'll be back. We'll drop this earlier in the week so you don't have to wait so long on pins and needles. Ryan has not fallen in love with a single mom yet. There's still time. There's still time. And we haven't found a haunted tiki, but still time. Still time. Still time. So if any of that happens, we'll tell you about it and we will certainly discuss next week's episode, folks. So we'll talk to you very soon. XOXO. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.